This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, August 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. California builds its own ties with Mexico. California rice missing out on Japan deal. And court tackles hemp shipping. Newsom administration is promising more engagement with Mexico. Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kudalakis will lead a delegation from the administration to Mexico in October. She will sign new memorandums of understanding relating to trade relations while updating old ones. Kudalakis said during an interagency trade committee hearing yesterday, over the last six years, California has signed eight MOUs with counterparts in Mexico. Expect the new agreements to be related to climate resilience. This includes water use efficiency, wildfire management, clean energy technologies, and air and water quality. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross expects more intense collaboration on climate smart ag. That includes knowledge sharing on dairy digesters and alternative manure management strategies. Aligning food safety practices with Mexico, she said, will also lead to reduced risk for food imported into the state. Ross plans to partner with UC Cooperative Extension's Mexico office on a number of issues, including improving conditions for aging workers. She said that type of workforce development could support the immigrant labor population coming into California. Next countries, well, Ross staff is currently bringing a delegation of 300 representatives from the Middle East and South Korea to tour California ag. Kudalakis also noted that Ross has not wasted any time in developing other markets for our products in this rapidly changing trade environment. Also, a new port of entry with Mexico will significantly expand the capacity for the movement of people and goods, according to Transportation Secretary David Kim. This will reduce wait times, which have been reportedly lasting up to seven hours. The agency recently began construction and will open the port in three years. California rice seen not benefiting from Japan deal. Details haven't been released on the preliminary deal for a trade pact with Japan, but the USA Rice Federation is saying their California farmers are not expected to benefit While we are certainly disappointed to hear that rice wasn't included in last week's discussions, we remain committed to working with U.S. government to realize improved rice trade, according to Charlie Matthews, chair of USA Rice. At this point, we're faced with a 700% tariff on U.S. rice going into Japan, which translates to a lack of consumer access. California farmers who produce almost exclusively medium and short grain rice would have gained more access to Japan under the Trans-Pacific Partnership. This would have added several measures, including a 50,000-ton duty-free quota for U.S. rice that would rise to 70,000 tons in 13 years. But President Donald Trump pulled out of the TPP. The only rice Japan buys from the U.S. is the medium grain variety from California. Japan deal hasn't been finalized yet, and rice industry officials are still holding out hope the situation could still change. Rice remains one of the most manipulated and protected commodities around the world, and Japan is no exception, according to Bobby Hanks, chair of the USA Rice International Trade Policy Committee. A comprehensive trade deal is the avenue in which we see improvement commercial access to this vital market that has demonstrated an interest in U.S. rice. Appeals Court to Hear Case Today on Interstate Transport of Hemp A case being argued today in the Ninth Circuit has big implications for the growing hemp industry, but perhaps 
only until USDA comes out with its regulations governing the program this fall. Idaho State Police seized a three-ton shipment of hemp in January, claiming the product violated its law against cannabis with any amount of THC. The owner of the hemp, Colorado company Big Sky Scientific, sued to get it back. The company lost in the district court, and its appeal will be heard in Seattle Wednesday morning. As alarming as the seizure was to the hemp industry, future disputes may be forestalled by the issuance this fall of guidelines from USDA. The department's top lawyer has already stated his opinion that states do not have the legal authority to prohibit interstate shipments of hemp. You can read more on this and the AgriPulse website at www.agripulse.com. China won't confirm call for trade talks. China's still intent on negotiating with the U.S. to end the trade war, but it's also not confirming President Donald Trump's claim that it reached out in telephone calls to beseech the U.S. for a new round of talks. First, I'm not aware of the two phone calls over the weekend that the U.S. side talked about, according to Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Jen Shang yesterday. Second, trade disputes between China and the U.S. should be resolved through, quote, dialogue and consultation. Regrettably, however, the U.S. recently decided to add new tariffs on Chinese goods as a measure to impose maximum pressure which is not constructive at all, as it serves no one's interests. On Friday, President Trump, angered over China's retaliation against new U.S. tariffs, threatened to raise tariff rates on $550 billion worth of Chinese goods. Another sign of discord came yesterday when the Zenma News Agency, a government-run media outlet, released a sharply worded editorial saying, Playing the old tricks of bullying and maximum pressure, the U.S. administration has escalated the trade tensions repeatedly and tried to coerce China into accepting its irrational demands. China did not and will not surrender. USDA attempts to clear up concerns over NAS FSA acreage data. USDA hopes new details released yesterday regarding acreage data collection will shed light on differences between the National Ag Statistics Service and the Farm Service Agency data. USDA economist Ashley Hungerford spoke to Agriculse and said FSA numbers are going to be less because it's typically only people who are using USDA programs. She says farmers who participate in USDA programs must report acres to county offices. If they don't participate, they don't have to report. She said there's going to be about 3 million acre discrepancy because of that. Earlier this month, many farmers became concerned about data collection after seeing that FSA acreage estimate was lower than the NAS estimate. Here's today's She Said It. They are the ordinary tools of business nowadays, and millions of farmers can't use them because they don't have broadband. That Joanna Lidback, a Vermont dairy farmer and board member for the Global Farmer Network, in an opinion piece for AgriPulse yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, August 28th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.